Hello folks, back in your life once again and welcome to the Steal These Thoughts audio experience. If it's your first time here, thank you for checking out my podcast. I am your host Ross. In this lovely little audio sorcery, I like to talk about navigating this crazy thing we call life, learning to be better humans and building a career that works for you and really anything else that I like to talk about. And in today's episode, it's all and really, it's another one for my friends in the people development or learning development or talent development community or whatever fun buzzword we like to call our teams at the moment in time. And what I want to talk about is a question that I've been asked a lot during the last few months of lockdown. And that's been around how do I think the world of people development, talent, LND is going to evolve post pandemic? Um it's a really good question, right? So I've seen lots of stuff online on LinkedIn and Twitter recently with people um, giving some really good thoughts and, you know, the way it could be going forward. I've kind of been taking a step back and reviewing some of that and starting to think myself about, you know, what can these teams do in a people development realm even to pivot and really start to help people and workplaces because I think we have to be quite honest and say that, you know, the world of people development is most certainly going to change. You know, unfortunately, I've seen a number of peers in the industry, um, you know, lose their jobs during this kind of hard time at the moment in these strange times that are continuing. And, you know, it looks like in some ways that L&D talent in general was kind of on the back foot and lower down the list of priorities than it once was before all this happened. But that's not to say that it's not any more important than it has been before. And as you'll discover in this episode today, I'll be talking about, you know, how I feel that the world of people development and the teams that sit within it can really start to evolve and help in this, I don't want to call it new normal, but the kind of, I suppose, evolved way of working that we're going to move into. So let me stop rambling and let's jump into it, my friends. So now we've all been living in these strange times for a while. We've had the opportunity to evaluate what feels like to me this overnight forced digital transformation. And we had an opportunity to look at how we've had to pivot the way we've worked to mostly being remote over the last four to five months. You know, it seems that some of us long for the world of yesterday, whilst many of us are seeing, you know, really positive benefits in the current model of working and eager to see how we can shape a better way of working and living in the future. But it would be foolish to not take note and take action and take action on the lessons we have learned during this strange time. So in all of this constant change, you know, that we've seen, you know, many businesses and our kind of traditional teams in L&D, people development talent, have really been forced to rethink what they do. And more importantly, you know, how they do it. And as I've mentioned, I've seen this shift in my own profession of people development and the teams in this area being made to embrace a fully digital and remote delivery method in the space of a day really where everyone was kind of told right you've got to work from home now and then you know the full digital transformation happened pretty quick so from what i've seen so far and obviously this is just from what i'm seeing online for the stories that are coming across is many businesses have actually been confused on how to adapt the delivery of learning performance support and knowledge now a large number are just again all wrong and they are inevitably going to hit a wall before 2020 is over 
And for me so far, there's very few who are navigating this change and getting that approach right. And of course, I'm encouraged to see that more learning functions, you know, finally embracing the digital world and technology and looking at, you know, how, how can we use tech to enable the work that we do? But we all know historically HR can be slow to adopt to new technology. So, you know, it really has been a long time coming. But I want to be really clear here. When I talk about digital learning, digital learning for remote employees doesn't mean you just present the same 100 slide PowerPoint deck that you've already got over Zoom. It is something completely different and so it should be. So I feel now we are presented with this kind of opportune moment for workplaces to rethink the approach to people development and for the teams, the type of experiences that we can in, we can build to improve workforce capability. Now I don't have all the answers. These are just my thoughts at the moment in time. And I wanna share these with you now on how the traditional kind of learning, talent, people or whatever you know, you kind of call your teams workplace performance teams can and probably will evolve kind of post this pandemic. And for me, these are the areas where I feel people development teams will be focused and can provide a lot of value in the immediate future. So the first one is all around building homegrown and future talent. Now, we can expect the market to be flooded with, unfortunately, a lot of people who've lost their jobs due to the impending economic downturn. And I imagine for you know, many workplaces, if we look at the news currently, in an effort to conserve costs, many recruitment teams in many industries will find their budgets and demand for external hiring needs to be probably pretty low. Now, for me, it would seem logical in times like this where businesses are watching the cash to look at the current internal talent model before looking to the outside world. And really for businesses to ask themselves and say, right, can we upskill our current talent to tackle our immediate problems instead of always looking external first? Now, I am of the belief that we'll start to see this conversation more often and the conversation moving from buying skills to focusing how can we build skills with the talent that we already have? For me, this is where people development teams will come into play. Before the pandemic, I will presume you've probably had some form of talent planning, capability mapping or future leader program in place. And you can expect these to continue to ramp up as demand to keep costs down from new hires will more likely be closely monitored across industries. So making the most of developing current talent, for me, will be one of the top priorities for many workplaces. And people development teams can most certainly lead on this. You know, if done right, it can be a win for the business in understanding how they can optimize and nurture current talent to adapt to the evolving business demands. You know, many businesses are all many businesses even always quick to look outside before they look within their own and look at their own talent and ask what they can they do to make what they have better. And for me, sometimes the answer to our problems is already in front of us. So a focus on building that homegrown and future talent, I think will be quite central to the way that people development teams evolve going forward. And it should be right, because we should be looking at how we can improve workforce capability and make better use of the talent that is already in businesses and evolving that talent instead of always going out like a premiership football club and paying lots and lots of money to bring in new talent that we might not necessarily need if actually current talent can be upskilled to fill those demands. And in when I talk about workforce capability, this quite nicely leads me on to my second focal point, which is around reskilling the workforce. And we already see it happening right now. I think it's going to become even more popular in terms of people needing to reskill for different careers, uh, certain careers 
are starting to disappear unfortunately due to this pandemic and economic downturn and as i said before just like developing current talent in the business reskilling the workforce is going to be the top of mind or really should be the top of mind for many business leaders now a lot of this is probably going to sit in the form of digital skills so in my opinion again the need to reskill workforces of, of digital technologies has been needed across so many workplaces for years now it's just unbelievable but it's never been paid that much attention as other things have always been deemed more important you know as they should be sometimes now for most people development teams delivering workshops in my opinion on how to build a pointless powerpoint deck has been deemed more important than knowing how to make the most of your workplace technology i'll actually ask you to think about that how many of you actually know how to use the full suite of workplace technology that is on offer to you throughout my 14 years in my career so far i've seen very few people who have known how to use more than 10 percent of what's on offer to them and that's unfortunate however the overnight digital transformation that has happened has actually shown quite a few holes that were quite quickly exposed and many people were kind of left vulnerable due to their lack of know-how on using the workplace tech that they've had. Now, I'm sure some of you may have heard this as well, but I've heard countless stories of people from loads of different industries who have no idea how to use 80% of the tech that's on offer to them. And basically, this has been around the fact that workplaces have always assumed that people will just kind of figure out how to use this stuff. And, you know, they don't need any further support. They're just going to go off and do that. But of course, when COVID happened, all forced into lockdown working remotely, a lot of places found out quite quickly this had backfired tremendously and that uh, many people don't know how to use the tech that's there. So when many of us were informed that we had to work from home for the immediate future, there was nothing to fear as we could all finally make use of this fantastic suite of collaboration tools that the business has had for years. But of course, as you can imagine, the only problem was very few knew how to use them. So a lot of the kind of days and weeks and months have been consumed by, you know, many people struggling to perform basic modern tasks like setting up a video call or sharing files via cloud platforms to collaborate on together. You've even probably heard some people would say statements like, look, you know, MS Teams, what's that? How long have we had that for? How do we use that? I thought I was a messaging service. I've heard even people say Slack. What's Slack? You want me to do what with that now? You know, but of course, not everything has been lost in all these scenarios it's given a lot of these platforms more visibility now and given people the nudge to invest in them and look at that but again it's not just digital skills where many have been caught short it's also in the realm of leadership as well and you know i've been talking to many people across talent teams and loads of different businesses now having this conversation around where you know the real art of leadership has had a, a spotlight shone upon it where a lot of leaders are now for the first time ever had to be leading in this kind of remote world and uh, a lot of managers have kind of in my opinion have been all but lost and being able to deal with the fact that they can't watch teams to make sure they're doing what they should be doing. And unfortunately for me, and I'm seeing this across many articles on Harvard Business Review and examples across LinkedIn and Twitter, you can see the rise of what I like to call digital presenteeism and micromanagement on steroids in this remote world where many just don't know how to lead in this environment. And as I mentioned, there's been a lot of recent research from Harvard Business Review, Gartner and Deloitte showing how what would be classes mediocre managers that probably went under the radar in a busy office environment 
environment and are being exposed as they don't have the skills and behaviors to adapt to the the evolving times. Now, of course, this doesn't apply to everyone or every leader or every manager in a business. You know, many are doing incredibly well, which we can see, and I'm sure you will see too in your businesses, but we are seeing holes exposed once again within the capabilities of the workforce. And this is where it comes back to with reskilling is workforce capability. And this is why I believe company-wide reskill projects are going to be top of mind and most certainly an area where people development teams will lead and can bring lots of value. Yeah, the holes have been exposed, but really now it's time to prepare people to navigate the world of today and tomorrow. So my personal recommendation on this is gonna to be to focus on your workforce's digital skills, help them understand your workplace technology and how to make the most of it. That's gonna be a big, big win for you. This is gonna affect your workforce and business performance more than you can imagine. So get more of it out of your people, so get more of your people even, to become comfortable with what they may feel uncomfortable with right now. Okay, now we're on to the final two points of our episode here. And the third one is talking about what I like to describe as moving from a bench player to a to a coach and a consultant. And let me explain what I mean by this. Traditionally, most people development functions have kind of worked like this. A manager has a problem with team capability they think, oh, okay, this has got to be an L&D thing. So they'll email the HR or L&D team and say, hey, I need to solve this thing, which I don't even know if it's a real L&D thing, but I think I need you to help me. And then basically an L&D team will come back and say, real bog standard line of, you can find thousands of resources on our learning library or attend one of our incredibly long and pointless four-day classroom experiences. Probably won't help your team, but you'll get some learning and tick your box. Obviously, I'm being very sarcastic and oversimplifying that, but that is basically the way most workplace learning has been for a long, long time. And it really has been the norm for these teams to play the role of an order taker. And of course, this has not been by choice. Many of us in the industry have been trying to establish a different approach. One, especially for me in my work, there's one that's centered on coaching and being seen as a trusted consultant to get to the root cause of problems which for me i would encourage if you're in the pursuit of avoiding the act of creating even more problems to solve an undefined problem you may like me find that most things that the business will proclaim are lnd problem are in fact not an lnd problem but i get it right it's hard to have to influence every person that throws themselves at you with the i have an lnd need to your way of thinking We've all got to pick our own battles after all, right? However, the moment we occupy right now might just be a great point where we can move from order takers in the industry to trusted performance consultants, where the conversations look a hell of a lot less like, can you run a three-day workshop for my team on collaboration? Because they need some training and it's one of my performance objectives, performance objectives for the year to, hey, we've got this problem and we'd like your help at looking at some possible solutions. You know, that would be great in our world to have those conversations and shift that from there. And remember, just because someone tells you they have an LND problem doesn't mean they do. Now it's our job in the people development world to help people unpack these problems and diagnose what they need. Now moving from what I call a bench player of an order taker to a coach and consultant is going to be a hybrid approach that will allow all parties to get to the root cause of a problem and if you haven't seen on my article on stillthesethoughts.com there's a great little methodology that I recommend people take a look at called the five whys which is a simple discovery tool which you can use to unpack and diagnose 
problems you can also find a link to that in the show notes so my my hope and my belief is that more workplaces will look to evolve their people development teams into what i'm going to call workplace performance consultants so we'll now be and many of us have been this don't get me wrong but we'll now be more at the forefront of being problem solvers who can help the business unlock what they need from their people and identify the right solutions to again go back to enabling that workforce capability and move that conversation from so and so manager telling you this is what you need to do some bog standard learning solution to you actually being more of a performance consultant and doing a deep dive and unpacking what the problems are and providing adequate solutions and that's where i think there's a real kind of sweet spot in terms of pivoting the world of kind of lnd and pushing it more into performance consultancy and actually getting people to act more as a coach or a consultant rather than a kind of a back-end operation and my final point kind of brings us all together and enables a lot of what we've already spoken about so my last point is all around people development hr teams kind of building one connected people team that allows one connected employee experience so the perfect employee experience as you'll probably know if you work in HR, has always been nirvana for many workplaces. But you know, no one's really cracked this code on doing it right. Definitely end to end. You know, not even Google has done it, and you know, Google were applauded for their great working environment. What I look at as a, a consistent aspirational target of building a world-class employee experience is high on every HR strategy. Every HR strategy I've been a part of, I've ever seen in my career, I've spoken about other people, always has a world-class employee experience as an objective, you know. It's a given these days. For many, it just remains that same aspiration year on year. And in some cases for me, especially when I go to conferences, it, it almost becomes laughable in most cases. It becomes a part of a HR, HR buzzword bingo that you have to have. But again, I feel like now that could all finally change as the workforce, it seems like, is going to become far more dispersed across our planet with remote working. The employee experience now is going to become more important than ever and for me will be intensely scrutinised by people that work in the business and also prospective future talent who are looking at potentially joining the workplace. Now for me, if the events of the pandemic have taught us anything is that people want to feel safe with an employer you know safety and psychological safety is a massive factor always and especially so in the times of the pandemic and you can see the outpour of that on social media but before we can create this kind of idyllic world-class employee experience in the whole world of kind of hr and lnd and people development we need to create this kind of connected experience within our teams one where i feel that and of course quite biased that people development functions are at the center of it now a couple of years ago and this is in the show notes too i wrote an in-depth article about justice and i unpacked why a people development function in my opinion is the most valuable component of a wider hr machine and how it influences talent attraction capability and retention but you don't just have to take my word for it the far more intelligent folks at mckinsey and co actually proposed this exact same idea in their recent research on top performing workplace learning strategy and you can find the link to this in the show notes as well but basically they identified five key areas of talent talent development or learning and talent development which was to attract and retain talent motivate and engage employees build an employer brand create a values-based culture and develop people capabilities so it's got a far bigger remit than you might imagine or believe a talent people development entity function has 
now. So building one connected people team will definitely improve the employee experience. And if you're interested in employee experiences, you can check out podcast five of this volume on stillthesethoughts.com where I speak to a where I speak to employee an employee experience consultant and best-selling author of the world of good lessons around the world on employee experience, Geffen Naden, about how we build better employee experiences post-pandemic. Now, to wrap this all up, my friends, how can we as learning professionals navigate this evolution and provide value to this new world workplace? So I've taken you through the four components for me have been building homegrown and future talent, reskilling the workforce, moving from a bench player to a coach and consultant and building one connected people team and employee experience. But to navigate this and to go forward into this evolution, there's a couple of things we can do. So upgrading our skills. And as you guessed it, a link in the podcast notes to this, I've included my skills LD teams need in today's world that will outline all of the skills that teams and professionals themselves need in 2020. A next point is to understand how to help people reskill for a new world. Again, you might have guessed it too. I've recently released a very in-depth article where I unpack how you can help people reskill for a new world or reskill yourself, providing lots of different philosophies and advice to do that. And what I'd say to you is look to position yourself as a problem solver now, not an order taker. Adapt your approach, research things like design thinking and human-centered design, and ultimately be the solution architect and not just a bricklayer. So be the person that initiates change and tries out those new things. And trying out those new things is really important. So always try out new things, experiment and see what happens. And finally for me, and very importantly, I want you to break free of the mindset of traditional L&D, classrooms, and what you think you know about digital learning. Now, these are just some of my thoughts. This is how, as I say, I feel people development functions could evolve going forward. And that's my recommendation on that. And I feel like this approach would be very value add to many workplaces and focus more on workforce capability and looking at ourselves as performance consultants who are real problem solvers and providing real change and impact and growth. And that's everything for me on today's episodes episode even i would love to hear your thoughts and feelings about this as usual please do share those with me through those of me at stillthesethoughts.com or on linkedin or twitter and i'll speak to you in the next one 